Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from COG Studios on Thursday, November 21st. After the LA Galaxy got, let's see, made it through the expansion draft. They gave legit a new contract. So we're going to talk about both of those things. And then, of course, the big thing to come out today, the option declines and accepts. So uh, that's actually a bigger news than it probably should have been. And we have a whole bunch to talk about with that. So we're going to get through that. Any rumors that pop up, some other little things here and there as well. And uh, help me do it. He's back. The Portuguese hammer himself, Eric Vieira. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Off season. Off season. There is no off season. When did we get a break? Yeah, I was told there'd be an off season. It's and a, there is no off season. Uh, it's always on. So I'm happy to be back. It's been too long. It has been too long. Yeah, the studio still looks good. Yeah. Everything's is it in okay. Good Everything was where you left it. Are you? Are you? Were you? Were <laughs> I was gonna you, say I was able to find my way in. And were you every, worried? Everything was good. Yeah. Did your key card swipe key in? Card to the, still swipe. Okay, yeah. That's good. The cameras, at, you know, the ret, retinal scan, it all, it all passed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad we have all that. Um. All right. So already in the comments, they're like, it's a rebuild. It's a retool. I didn't want to see use the R E word. As it in, is. It's a rebuild. Oh. We're gonna get there. No, we haven't even started. Mm. Let's get started. Kick it, off the show. It hurts too much. It hurts too much. Um, I will tell you that no matter what happened with Jorgen Shelvick, and we're going to talk about that here towards the it's end of the bury, show. Bury the lead. Oh, this is, no, this is teasing the lead. <laughs> teasing the lead. In newspapers, you put the lead in the front. Yeah. On podcasts, you put it at the end. So a little tease and tingle here. Um, if you are, no matter how bad LA Galaxy fans feel about the whole Jorgen Shelvick situation, and we'll go into the details with that, they probably don't feel as bad as Chicago Fire fans today. So, um, <laughs> Chicago Fire FC fans. I'm sorry. Yes. I, it was first notification is Chicago Fire FC. The, the style guide says that's how yes, they want to yeah, be yeah. Get it right. Um, Space Invaders. Can, can I, can I t- have my first hot take of the show? Yeah. Well, you've, yeah, you've already shared it. Share it again. Share it. I, I actually like the Chicago Fire logo. It doesn't bother me at all. I, what, what don't you like about the, it? The point you made is that when it's embroidered on a kit or on a hat, it, it looks doesn't, good. It, it doesn't look bad. It looks good. When you, but when you look at the design on paper, it's, it looks, it's, it's it looks un, like fire. It's un, that does not look it like fire. fire. No, those are shapes. Those are triangles. <laughs> those are two. Those are six triangles. That is not. Like, and then the whole the city burned down, and that's the crown and the re. No, it's 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 six triangles. It's, it's six it's, triangles. It's, it's uninspiring. It's it's. You know, it's very it, it will probably grow on me over time, and I do like the color the color scheme. You know. I can dig it, and I agree that on merchandise it looks better than it does on paper or, or on you know. Stop on looking a screen. at it on paper. <laughs> You're, they're not going to play it on. You don't play the games on paper. paper. Well, but but it, it's uninspiring at first glance. But a lot of things you eventually come around on. So I I can see the 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 want to say yeah it's not so bad, but it, it it's not great either. You can't say wow they hit it out of the park. I, I disagree. If if you think they nailed it, they definitely did not. I'll, I'll say this. Oh, I don't think they nailed it. I mean, yeah. I, but I, it doesn't bother me. I don't. But it's not. It's not my team. That's I don't. True. I don't care about That's it. True. Why should we? I care? mean, I, but there are so just some great jokes. Like, oh, it is fire, or burn it down. <laughs> you know. Um. You know. Yeah, there's very, very there's, symbolic that it represents something being burnt to the ground. They, right? they were saying in the article that I read about the Chicago Fire, by the way, that one of the reasons they changed the logo is that some of the players or team people who would be wearing the old Chicago Fire logo, like people would actually go up and say, "Thank you for your service in the fire department," oh, and no. do that. And I was like, "Oh, Galaxy." fans get that with you know oh uh, do you sell herbal life yeah, i was gonna say the herbal life supplements herbal life supplements do you do you <laughs> so you're, you're with team herbal life huh? uh, yeah that's great good uh, can i get some can i get some stuff that huh? was kind of the charm of the old fire logo yeah the whole you know fire station theme so uh, i i get it i i understand a rebrand you know to make it look more uh stylistic with the soccer style but you know and less cartoony but i don't know that they nailed it my they, fa- of course they didn't nail it. If you've seen anything, everybody's been very upset. My whole thing is that it's going to grow and I'm going to be like, oh, it's fine. Eventually we'll forget about it and, and everyone will move on. I would just like to say, I like it. Okay. And, and I will be that one person who likes it and that's fine. I don't care. I just, it doesn't bother me. And so. it does need to be said, once again, Twitter is not real life. That see, so, so I'm sure that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of people who, you know, are not on Twitter and not getting the hot takes and they'll be, they'll be just fine with it. Uh yeah, good. Speaking of shirt sponsors and everything, uh, you know everybody always asks about Herbalife when that's. But I always like all the suggestions that people give too. So you know, oh, you could have Tesla, you could have In and Out. That was always my favorite one, mm-hmm. but I like In and Out, so that's a that's a big one. Um, Budweiser was suggested here in the. Uh, in the th- yeah. We get the three frogs I, out again. I Can we get thought- the Budweiser? <laughs> I always thought like Albertos. You know, you, Alberta- just, you just go with like oh. a fringe. 
a fringe hole in the wall, you know, so, burrito place. So my college experience in Phoenix is that there's a Filiberto's, right? <laughs> oh, we've had this conversation. Yes, we have, right? But it's so, either Albert, Mr. Albert, Albertos, uh, Albertinos, Filiberto's, uh, <laughs> and then it's like you know, and I swear to God, they're all. It's like you you get that they're like the same restaurant, yeah. and so you keep going, and it's like oh, Filiberto's guy with a sombrero, it, yeah, it totally the Philly uh, bees. So yeah. whenever you say Albertos, I just think Philly yeah. bees, you know, because I have to eat there at like three o'clock in the morning whenever I was in. Um, yeah, California in, burrito. Is that what you're saying? This episode brought to you by the California Burrito, burrito. from from Albertos. We they want to sponsor. I was going to say we that's in. a free live read right there. We will we will wear taco stuff. <laughs> just send tacos. You will not even have to pay us. Just send tacos that's, and burritos. That's, that's right? That's good enough yeah. for me. Okay, good. I'm glad we're we're open for that sponsorship. And we're off the rails. That's okay. Nobody was expecting us to be serious <laughs> on the show. It's the off season. This is the kind of this is the kind of hot takes you get in the off season. Can I just say though, by the way, this could be my last show. Like that's just like last that's show true. for a little while. You you're, know, there might on, be a break. We're you're on watch. And We're, it's not just because of Thanksgiving. Yeah, we got like four weeks here of is there going to be a baby? When is the baby coming? So I just want to warn everybody. If I disappear off social media, if you ask questions and you ain't getting responses, I might be a little busy. Um, we are not having a show next week. Uh, it doesn't seem like there, unless there's any big, huge news. Maybe Monday, unlikely though. And then nothing Thursday because Thanksgiving and why would I yeah. do that? And then the baby's coming. And then and baby, then possibly, <laughs> you know, so... All so enjoy. Time. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here for the last show. Yeah, you know, yeah. here for show 700. Gonna burn it all here down. The, here for the farewell show. Gonna burn it all down. Again, gonna, the retinal scan works. So I'll, I'll come back in. That's. <laughs> we'll record in. in so oh, I was gonna say in your wake, but that's not true. That, wow, thanks. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not gonna die. Like I'm gonna be around. And, it's and, all good. In in a way, kinda. Yeah, I am. I'm dying. That's good. Good to know. Sebastian Legette. Good segue. Thank you. I I I'm a professional. This is what I do. Uh, Sebastian Legette gets a new contract with the LA Galaxy. Not surprising. We knew he was out of contract. We knew it was something that they were gonna be working on. Um, and so now you are going to now see his contract. So. I expected him to get a raise. I don't know if I expected him to get a raise of where we think it is. And we should just say, uh, the LA Galaxy announced this. I can confirm because I did check, and this is my confirmation, um, is that it is a multi-year contract. That means that it is more than one year. As we talk about contracts today, uh, let's remember something that's very, very important is that the league and Major League Soccer do not tell us even a little bit about how long a contract is, how much money it's worth, or anything else. So any information we get about that is either directly from the player who will tell us, yes, I have a contract for next year, or my contract is this long, which is great. They don't have to tell us, and most of the time we don't have time to ask every single player what their contract is. Although it would be a good exercise that over the course of the first couple of weeks we just ask, and how long is your contract, and how much is it worth, and... Some of the guys don't even know, so it doesn't necessarily mean that's accurate information, right? Can so, I speak to an agent? Can we get an agent in here? It and, and even the agents sometimes don't want to tell you, and so it's just it's this big guessing game. We don't know how long contracts are. We don't know how much they're for. The MLS Players Association puts out those numbers that are fairly accurate, so we're pretty close. That doesn't mean they're exactly accurate. Um, but so they're not far off. It, Prop, yeah. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they are far off. Sometimes oh, okay. they're not close. And you're like, okay, <laughs> poo-poo that one for me. Yeah, I know. I, I would say they're they're fairly accurate, and that's yeah. about you know ninety percent probably in there. So this is why MLS is a pain. So as we go through all this, I can tell you that Sebastian Legette has a multi-year contract that could be one year, it could be twenty years, uh, or it could be two years. It's it's for <laughs> the, sure the twenty-year legit contract. The two, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It could be I it's for say, fifty years out in the way. Equipment manager down the line. He could be. You don't. I, it's one of those. So um, so we know that the other thing we don't know is how much it is, but we know what numbers it's between. And that's sort of important. Uh, the LA Galaxy announced, whenever they announced Sebastian Legette, uh, got a new contract. Uh, remember, COG confirming multi-year contract is that he is also a TAM player, a targeted allocation money player. So with that TAM, we now know that with the current CBA, how it's structured, uh, and this deal was made under the current CBA and not the next CBA, which we don't know what it'll look like, and there might not be a thing such as so TAM. If, if it's negotiated during these terms, mm -hmm. it has to fall under... It's honored for that amount. Who knows? It's it's honored for the amount. Um, over, just the, over the terms of the contract. Over the terms of the contract. Yeah. But if the CBA would go and eliminate targeted allocation money that and general change. allocation money, How then he, the wouldn't, he wouldn't be a TAM player. It would probably just be that he would just get the amount of money he That's gets salary. To, to the salary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think he's... His money's not going to change. It's just how it gets classified by the league would change. So we know he's a targeted allocation money player. We know it was done under this uh, CBA that was signed, you know, I think five years ago, um, which uh, with the t introduction of TAM 
gave a floor and a ceiling for that targeted allocation money. And the max budget charge is the floor. And the max budget charge in 2019 was $530,000. Now we expect that that max budget charge will go up um, in 2020. So whatever that number is, might increase, I think, by about 5%, right in that, or 4.2%. It's some yeah, weird crush number. the numbers. Yeah, so whenever What's you look at What's the APR? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so 530. So we know Sebastian Legette's contract is at least $530,000, and we know it can be no more than $1.5 million. Now- is this, is this the, the guessing game part of the show? Is this like the price is right? Yeah. yeah. What would you guess? $1. What would you guess his contract is? <laughs> um, I would say it's closer to the 530 than it is the 1.5. So oh, that's really? first of all. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't think it's one. I don't think he's in the million dollar range. I would say. I don't think he's there. I think he's in the 600 to 650. I, I could see him getting up to 700. Okay. I think as a fan, you want to you want to keep it close to the 530. But I think, um, you know. And I, th I think the Panda mentioned this earlier, given, you know, the national team call up type of player and what he, you know, he's been with the organization. Is he the longest tenured player on this current roster? He might be. He could, he could be on, on the, in the neighborhood. Uh, I, I just think they're going to value him at that level. And then we'll, again, Jorgen is going to come up a lot today. If you could pay Jorgen a million dollars. Uh, giving Sebastian could, 700 is, is not so bad. Yeah, but we also sit there and look at Jorgen and say, Jorgen doesn't deserve a million dollars, so that's not really a good thing to measure. So, it, um, Yeah, but still. We know that uh, that if it's just above the 530, Sebastian Legette was making 312. So a double in salary. So it could, very yeah. well could double. So you could see a 100% increase in his salary, or you know, at the very minimum, it's a $220,000, which I think comes out to about 70%, um, a 70% increase in his salary and the targeted allocation money. Now, the question then becomes this. Um, is he worth it? Is he not worth it? And I think there's arguments for both. Yeah. Um, I, I think you touched on it for, is he worth it? Uh, you have a U.S. men's national team player. You have a domestic talent that doesn't take an international slot. You have a guy who has been somewhat of a proven player. Now, he's had injuries, and we can talk about that in the not worth it part. Mm -hmm. But he's had some injuries, but he came back from it, and he seemed to be the most effective choice at the position for the last, you know, down the stretch of the last yeah. games. And I think you said national team player, domestic player, you know, fits the system or fits what they're, where they're going. I think a part that needs to be factored in as well, especially when you go over tenure, uh, the amount of time he's been here is you factor in, uh, you know, bit of a fan favorite, important to the club. How much of that, this is a club that was willing to bring Juninho back last year for sentimental reasons. Mm -hmm. So if they value, you know, what, what players mean to the fan base, then that could be another, another check. Now I, you know, I, I'm just sitting here bringing that from the fan perspective, right? You know, I, I would hope that the front office isn't making moves to appease the Fans, fan base. Don't do but that. But at the same yes. time, you know, they sell jerseys. It, it brings people in the stadium. And, yes, if, they do. If, and if, you know, you have someone who bought tickets, season tickets in 2015 and they loved coming to watch Sebastian legit to watch him go, that could, you know, could be a factor. Yeah, and, and it's something to look. Uh, if you look at Sebastian Legette's stats uh, with the team since 2015, remember came into that season a little bit, uh, into that season a little bit. It took a little while for them to get him in. That was a whole Bruce Arena thing. Uh, almost 8,000 minutes, uh, 14 goals, 18 assists. In 2017 was basically a lost season. Uh, only three games played. That's whenever he got injured yes. with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, the Liz Frank injury, I believe. Um, and so that yeah, set that him back. that was a cursed year. It was. Now, 2018, 28 games played. 2019, 29 games played. So you're starting to see it. And by the way, uh, 2019, most minutes he had in Major League Soccer, uh, over 2,300, 2,316. Yeah, it seems like the, the further he gets away from that injury, obviously it's a good thing. He's got to keep the pelvis healthy. The pelvis. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's it's he's showed himself the second half of the season. I think halfway through the season, I was, I was ready to say, you know, if we're making trades and trying to bring, bring other players in, I was willing to see him go, but I saw him turn it around. And I think part of it was playing alongside uh, Jonathan Dos Santos. I think his game has improved being part of that, that triangle and being part of that midfield. And I think when uh, Fabio Alvarez was brought in, that disrupted that triangle of uh, Corona, Dos Santos and legit. And I think when he disrupted that, that kind of threw him off. And maybe when he got that time again, he looked better right. in the second half of the season towards the end than he did in the first half of the season. So part of that, I think is injury. When he first burst onto the scene, we, you know, we saw someone who was fearless in front of goal, had a little bit of sauce, you know, trying to, you know, do some moves, a little bit of razzle dazzle. And he moved away from that. Now he's trying to be a little bit more of provider, but with Zlatan gone, I think he needs to contribute a little bit more. Be, be more direct and attacking and not be so much of the putting it on a platter. I want to see him go back to 
that legit we saw when he first burst onto the scene. Seven goals with the LA Galaxy in 2015. Uh, he's matched that just seven goals through his next four seasons. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he also played a different position, and that's always been an argument, too. Where is Sebastian Legette's best position? Is it center? Is it out wide? We, we can argue that some more, and, and that's not an answer I think we can even get to on this show. But I'll tell you this. Um, if you want to be cynical about this, I'll tell you that I don't think this contract at the targeted allocation money level gets done if there's not a CBA being negotiated right now. Um, okay. and, and the reason that I go there is that Major League Soccer has had an extreme set of rules in which domestic players could get targeted allocation money or that players that were currently playing in MLS were upgraded to a targeted allocation money sort of system. And domestic players have had a heck of a time trying to get that money. Um, we've seen it a bunch of different times. So if you're going to be a cynical person, I'm telling you right now that the amount of money that they're paying Sebastian Legette uh, probably directly goes towards the uh, MLS's sort of argument against the union, which is like, no, no, everybody can get TAM. It's fine. We're not we're not restricting it. Look at us. <laughs> you're Look, saying Sebastian there's cahoots Legette. going on here? I mean, it, it's, it's anything... In the, whenever you're negotiating these things, you have to look at what benefits you and what doesn't and, and where are you, you know, where, where can you be open for attack? And this was one of the arguments against targeted allocation money is that it's not going to domestic players, um, that it's not going to guys already on the rosters. It's, you know, and if you talk to any sort of, I, I'm not going to say lower level player, but any player in, uh, in Major in, League Soccer. In that, terms of salary. Yes. In, in terms of salary is that you just, they'll tell you straight up, we don't get that, Tam. You know, look at Jorgen Shelvick makes a million dollars. Here we go, Jorgen again. Look at Jorgen Shelvick. <laughs> I was say, it's going to be a Jorgen heavy show. Yeah, so makes a million in. dollars. You know, look at what Dave Romney was making, and now he's off to Nashville. I that's mean, what, that's what I was going to point to because Dave Romney said as much. In, you know, in an exit interview and in an article, he basically said, "You see other players being brought in at you know quadruple your salary, Jorgen, <laughs> not being not performing to that level." Jorgen, so you're absolutely right. You know, someone like Dave Romney who you know is not going to be your million dollar player, but when they bring someone in who doesn't do the same job and they're paying him that uh, because they're an international and they bring some mystery. You know, I think there was someone in the LA times wrote, you know, oh, Jorgen nope. was a great nope. player. You nope. know, he was coming. I don't know who that was. That was, that was those, <laughs> those guys in the LA times. They don't know. But the yeah. first article I ever had published in the LA times was your, the announcement <laughs> that Jorgen Shelvick was, was coming to the LA. It's still, a fa I have it in newspapers somewhere in here uh, in the studio, a, a crowning achievement. Yeah. So, you know, he get, at least he's with the team again. You still get to, can, can, can we just if if we do if we do look at that article just for a second can we just nod that i guess the salary pretty darn close i was within 10 percent of the salary <laughs> whenever that came out the game changer the, and by the way nobody would confirm that it was one of those things where we were talking i was talking to the galaxy and they were like we're not we're not telling you you know i'm like but it's like it's got to be like it's it's over nine hundred thousand dollars. It makes him one of the highest paid defenders. And then there was an argument about whether or not he would be one of the highest paid defenders. And he ended up being one of the highest paid defenders. Um, so yeah, it was a whole big thing um, that, yeah. that happened. Okay. But, so but the other part of it is back to legit. Back to legit. Yeah. Uh, how much do they know about what's coming with the union negotiations? Okay. Who knows? So maybe they make this offer knowing that maybe Tam is not going to be a factor if they know that this is something that players are arguing to get rid of. You you know say yeah we'll offer you Tam because we know Tam's not going to be here in, in, in two months so yeah who knows if they're they're playing their poker hand in this way is it is it crazy to think that that the owners may be in favor of getting rid of Tam and Jam or do you think they like the restrictions on that I mean we I go it, into this thinking that these two are at odds right that the players and the owners are like no that's not going to work bubble all whole deal um, but I, I almost feel like the owners might feel like it's opening up better ways to sort of manage the league. If you're if you're an owner of a team like the LA Galaxy, you want to get rid of Tam. You Tam and Gam because DTK even said when you're trying to work out the restrictions and speaking with players and trying to get them to come over and trying to explain the rules and the the mechanisms of the league, he said as much that that's a difficult hurdle for him. So when you have a general manager like that, I think would think you definitely want to get rid of it. But if you're you know one of those mid-level teams, a small market team, you like these restrictions because it kind of keeps everyone on an even playing field. Whereas as opposed to having, if you have a salary cap and as long as we get to spend money that fills up that salary cap, let's go ahead and spin. So I think it depends on who you're an owner, who you, which owners you ask, they're going to have a difference of opinion. I mean, I'm all for having a, a floor and a ceiling for salary cap where it's like minimum spending. Hey, Colorado, say, <laughs> minimum spending. Some owners might not like the floor. Minimum spending. Um, that would be great. Uh, here's my fine. Here's what I feel about Sebastian Legette and people can, 
you know, take this for what it's worth. Um, I think that he got overpaid in this, and I don't even know how much the contract is. Um, if we find out that it's way more than the 530k, I think he got severely overpaid for this. I don't have a problem with it. It's a fan favorite. Uh, the money is not necessarily. People say, "Oh, well, is this going to impact you know it's the not hamstring the team?" It's not, and it's yeah. not it could, because it's not 1.5 million dollars, yes. and it's not even a million dollars. I mean, I feel fairly fair, fairly co- confident that it's you know in that. 600 to 700 range and that's just my gut feeling on it and if it's more than that then yeah then it's even we, we always try to evaluate these things and i always say um it always depends on what the money is and that's what makes a, a, a signing or a trade or a transfer worth it because you know if you can get sebastian Lejet for 20 dollars um that's a great deal right <laughs> but he's not going to stay for 20 yeah, yeah yeah like if but but that's one of the things it's like oh well we got sebastian Lejet for 20 dollars it's like oh my god that's great it's like well we got sebastian Lejet for two million dollars well that's not okay that's yeah. <laughs> it, it, good player the player didn't change but the amount of money and the impact that money has on the rest of the team did change that's the kicker um well that's the zlatan argument of course it is for but, for 1.5 million even if you didn't like him you had to take him. you had to take you yeah, literally you like could, you could not walk away from that but somebody said it best if you add the 1.5 to the 7.2 i think he averages like 4.5 yeah. million dollars a year That's easy okay. easiest decision of your life it's <laughs> super super easy <laughs> um so again um i th- i like the targeted allocation money i would like to see more guys making six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. i think that's an argument for opening up targeted allocation money to everybody and not making it so restrictive and maybe mls is realizing that they can't do that because people are going to get ticked and the the players are going to get ticked and it's going to impact sort of that league um they did sort of the boston consulting group did you read any of that on the athletic it got it dove pretty deep you know there there are a lot of of points i i did skim through it and read through you know, I, I got the gist of where they were going with it, and and I, I saw the highlights. Well, if, and, if you were and to one say of the, that. so, but they followed it. They're following it. And part that, of it is that's what targeted inc- allocation money yeah. did. They followed that yeah. exactly. So, um, it's it's just interesting to see how the league is sort of trying to transform itself. I think that there could be a serious challenge to the single entity argument now. I mean, the teams are definitely competing against each other. We're moving in that direction, especially you know when you have teams at odds with who wants to spend what, uh, and if it's single entity, then you know. What's the incentive if, if you're the Colorado Rapids? Um, it's it's it, all of these things are, are very oh man all of this stuff is going to get so juicy this off season <laughs> like I'm just waiting for the right. CBA to sort of go. You, you ready for my final thoughts on legit? No, wait, I thought I had the final. I was going to say I, I this is where I get to oh, okay. interject with my final okay. thoughts and then you do your and final, then, final then thoughts. I'll have my final. I get the last word. <laughs> so you know, following on social media, uh-huh. I'm glad I don't have to unfollow Becky G. And the Legit family, that, because the, now you no. know they still get to follow. It's a fun follow. It's a, those are good people. Well, and let's talk about you had the scoop a long time ago. You told me. <laughs> Am I allowed to say this? You, I never I, know what what's safe can, to say, what's not. to I say. mean, I mean, you do, that's not really a scoop. The guy, it's you, not really. A you scoop. heard something I and heard, the, heard some things. So Sebastian Legit and his family, you know, regularly attend games. And at the LAFC game, I may have run into a family member and hugged it out and said hello. And he said, you know, Sebi stays. So I don't know. I can't confirm who said that, but he said that at the LAFC playoff game, the playoff El Trafico. So I felt fairly confident that Sebastian Legit was going to stay. I, it could have meant nothing. You know, it could have meant he wanted to stay and they, they were going to work out terms, but I had the scoop. You, you had the scoop. <laughs> but you again, were there. Good, good people, yeah. you know, always willing to chat and, and talk about the team. Someone who's, they're, they're proud of, they're proud of him. Yeah. And it's fun to see a family support. Uh, you know, one of their own like that. I labeled Sebastian Legette a fan and a media favorite, and yeah. he is uh, easy to talk to, always in a great mood, always smiling, uh, always stops and says hi. So it's it's one of those things. It's like it, you're you're glad. I think if you're a Galaxy fan, uh, you know, if you're a media, co- you're covering it. You're glad that he's back. So that way you can continue to cover him because he's a joy to cover and, and all that stuff. So uh, Sebastian Legette back with the LA Galaxy. He is one of the 15 players that are now on the roster officially. <laughs> 15 players. Yeah, let's talk uh, Let's talk real quickly about the expansion draft first, though, because uh, the expansion draft had a lot of uh, interesting stuff that really didn't affect the LA Galaxy whatsoever. Um, we talked about the protected list on Monday. We talked about how my protected list was just one player off. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, protected Justin Von Stieg instead of... Uh, uh, of No, of Didi Traore. Oh, that was gotcha, my difference. Gotcha, gotcha. I had Traore protect him. Um and that was really the only difference. No LA Galaxy got players were picked. Remember, Nashville was sort of hinted at that they weren't going to pick anybody. And Miami uh, was also hinting at that they weren't going to pick. Uh, or Miami could have picked somebody. But the problem was that whenever you looked at the LA Galaxy's list, 
there was nobody to pick, and that wasn't a good thing. Um, usually you look at teams that, you know, did get picked and, and sort of how some of these things came down, Eric, and you have to say that some of these other teams, you were like, yeah, there's definitely some value yeah. in some of these. There were some decent players picked up. You could see, you know, the value in the players that, that were picked up. I think to say that the Galaxy made it out of the expansion draft is a bit of a – it's a bit of a fib because you did lose Dave Romney to Nashville. So, yes, he wasn't on the, the unprotected list and he didn't get drafted, but technically, you know, he did leave the team because of – the expansion team was coming in. I don't know that he would have gone to you know a, a different team or have been traded. So take that as a little bit of a negative. But at the same time, the Galaxy were the only team from this expansion draft to get money for a player as opposed to having a player taken for free. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a win. Well, if they get do get selected, they get yeah. $50,000 in general allocation money. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, but still. still. Okay, just checking. All right. But they got more than that. Yeah, so they yeah, inflated they that bonus. They did. So it, it was good that uh, that they made that deal and, and sort of had that gone. So um, again, no big surprises. Um, if you're watching on the YouTube feed, you can see the names of the players who were picked. Um, all that stuff is available on our tracker. Uh, ben Sweat uh, from New York City, Alvis Powell from Cincinnati, Lee Wynn from LAFC, Luis Ar- Arguda um, from Columbus and Brian Meredith all went to Inter Miami CF and then Nashville SC uh, Abu Dunlady, uh, Zarek Valentin, uh, Jalil Anibaba, Brandon Vasquez, and Jimmy Madronda. But there were a whole bunch of trades yeah, that happened th- right those after players that. Didn't stay put. Yeah, some of those players didn't stay put at all. And so um, you can just go to the MLS website. I'm not going to track that. That's not a Galaxy <laughs> thing for for, for yeah, me. None to of track. them landed here. Yeah, I was going to say that none, none of those trades affected the LA Galaxy, yeah. and therefore we don't have to talk a whole bunch about it. But it was just uh, again, I think the big takeaway there was that when you looked at the LA Galaxy and who they made available, there was nobody to pick from that, and that well, again, not a good thing. It just showed the Galaxy didn't have the depth that some of these other teams did. And, and with Zlatan being on the list and Tuna on the list, you know, Pon- was Pontius on the list? Uh, I or, think he was, yeah. yes. And so, he had retired. You know, yes. So a lot uh-huh. of this was kind of funny money type of thing where they put players out there that were never going to get picked, although it would have been a wild flex if Miami just said, we're taking Zlatan. Yeah. I don't care. We're not keeping these players anyway. We just want to technically say we have he, was, he was a Miami player for, you know, 21 days. Could, could, can you imagine that Zlatan, <laughs> like, comes unhinged at the fact, at the mere un- fact that, <laughs> that like, his rights somebody, were... <laughs> yeah, his rights, nobody owns Zlatan's rights. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, I think it was intentionally set up for them to not have anyone taken, which could be a good thing because, hey, good news, we didn't get anyone taken. But the bad news is we didn't have any valuable assets that were wanted. I, I mean, you looked at Perry Kitchen was one I thought might go. Um, Perry Kitchen still under contract with the LA Galaxy. We'll go over all those options and declines here uh, shortly. Um, but Perry Kitchen was one I thought might go. I thought Didi Charre, but he was a reserve roster spot. Again, there's rules to this that if you're on a reserve or supplemental roster spot and you get selected in the expansion draft, you have to get a senior roster spot, which me, which most teams don't want to give up their senior roster spots on guesses. Yeah, and, and again, the Galaxy we're saying are pretty bare bones with 15 players on their roster right now. You know, Nashville and Miami are starting from scratch. So we're talking, if they're going to pick someone, this needs to be someone who's going to be part of their core. And I don't know that Didi Triori is someone that you build your team around. Uh, Let's see. Uh, it was, it, it, it's, again, it, it's interesting to see the sort of the cash thing going there, but whenever they, the expansion teams are out there, Nashville and Miami themselves, uh, get a boatload of allocation money that nobody else gets. So they get, and we've seen that if done right, huge <laughs> advantage. Huge the, advantage. The best teams, best seasons of ever in MLS has have, have been because, because of expansion because money. Because of so, expansion money, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, uh, and somebody, by the way, said there's it's ridiculous we have this expansion draft. It's it's not, There's no use to it. And you can see that there's a huge advantage gained um, from these expansion teams. They, they're basically saying that the expansion uh, process needs to be tweaked because there's a huge advantage yeah. to having zero contracts. Well, it's one or the other. Either you know pick our players and you don't get the extra money, or you get the extra money and then use that money to to buy players from teams. Yeah, it's yeah. one or the other. They get both. They do. Yeah. And and it's again we've seen it. It's been an advantage. All right, uh, a little LA Galaxy stadium news. The LA Galaxy released a uh, an image of what the proposed uh, standing. Uh, safe standing standing area. Yeah. I want to make sure I got it right. Uh, the safe standing area look like, and, uh, I think most people have sort of seen generally what it would look like, uh, whenever they were showing some of these things. So, uh, there's an L and an A and a quasar and the quasars in the center and it spans the two center sections. And then the L is on the far left and the A is on the other side spelled out in seats. Um, so multicolored seats, uh, gray, Looks like dark blue and a lighter blue sort of create the field behind yeah. it. Uh, the L and the A are all in white, and the quasar has that dark blue, the yellow, 
and the white sort of in the center. I was saying, for a podcast, you really did well there. I was trying quite quite the description. I'm trying to paint a picture with <laughs> instead, my words instead of just saying go check it out go on, check on the it website. Out. No, no, you know, no. You, you did an excellent job describing it. Uh, pretty standard when you when you talk about international teams and how their seats are set up, especially in the supporter section. Uh, so it's nice to see. I think it's going to look great. Hopefully, we never see that during a game because those seats will be filled. Yeah. Uh, so that's the idea. But at the same time, it, it looks great. You know, I think when the stadium is empty and you take pictures, you have you know before the game starts and you're able to take stadium tours. I think it's it's going to be a cool feature of it so you know well it also sort of sets a a tone for the rest of the seats as well in terms of well that's sort of the color scheme and we've seen the gray seats they're and, mo- yeah it and seems so like they're moving in that direction it seems like so again is that going to be is that color scheme going to be transferred all the way across because if you look at um you know allianz field where where minnesota united plays um they have sort of that speckled the whole stadium yeah, set up that way exactly and that's i think you need that the one thing that sort of feels like it's missing at dignity health sports park is like unifying all of these seats and we haven't seen that we've seen one section get remodeled one section get remodeled and you're waiting to sort of see it all come together um, so, I think it's coming though. You, I mean, yeah. with, with with the upgrades that they've made since the Chargers were paying rent, and now now we're getting the LA Wildcats paying rent the X, of the XFL. So maybe there'll be you know a little bit of that. Uh, can <laughs> Again, we start I la- an XFL I, podcast? I, la- I laugh just because you know they're not going to bring in what the NFL was able to bring in. But at, but at the same time, I think the upgrades were coming. I think the all the upgrades that have been done to Dignity Helps Sports Park have been they've been good upgrades. I mean, they haven't done anything where they added it and you think, wow, why did they add that? So this uh, safe standing section, if that's a hint of what the other seats, you know, the green seats, right. how they're going to be replaced, you know, it definitely fits in with a, a more uniform theme that makes us truly LA Galaxy's home stadium. I, I will say something that I want to I want to go on record as being 100% for um, and understanding the engineering challenges that it would po- pose, but they got to get a, a, an awning over the supporter section. Cause those, those dudes bake those dudes and dudes <laughs> dudettes bake like crazy. Um, and I also realize that the largest, uh, video board in major league soccer, uh, is currently right behind them. And so trying to do those two things are difficult. Yeah. And the appeal of the stadium. And again, I played FIFA last night at Dignity Health Sports Park. You did? It's it's a beautiful looking stadium. And part of that is in because your underwear. It, in, my, in my underwear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, you follow me personally. Yes. You saw the picture. Yes. Again, not of me. Yeah. But again, that, it makes it worse if I explain it more. <laughs> so I'm just going to drop it here. Mike, uh, don't worry. It was one of my children that was in their underwear. It's fine. All right. Yeah. But still. Uh-huh, yes. But but the appeal is that it's an open stadium and you see the palm trees. So I, I get what you're saying, you know, to protect the supporters. But at the same time, part of why it looks great is because of the palm trees in the open air. So I don't picture an awning going over there. You should. It doesn't matter. Still should be one. Think, I don't think that's, that's a priority. Engineering challenge accepted. <laughs> Uh, figure out how that goes. So anyway, so the the safe standing sort of uh, looking there. You had did you have any information on the supporters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Information. There is a supporters open house. So it's not this Saturday, but next Saturday, Saturday, November thirtieth, uh, from one to four p.m. You can go out to Dignity Health Sports Park uh, near parking lot thirteen. Uh, you can learn more about supporters groups. They're going to have uh, stadium tours of the safe standing sections. Uh, Angel City Brigade and Galaxians uh, are going to be, you know, the main group sitting there. But there's also a couple other supporters groups. There's Galaxy Outlaws. Ghosts Ultra Galaxy is there. There'll be tacos. There'll be beer. Seems, seems like a fun event. Tacos, I know when they've beer. had these supporter events in the past, it's been a lot of fun having attended tailgates before games with both ACB and also with Lars, you know, going to these events is fun. So if you've ever had interest uh, in joining a supporters group, you know, I would encourage you to go to this. And even if you're not joining a supporters group, you're going to, you know, spend time with fellow supporters of the team, which is a good thing. And when you look at the safe standing section, it's not one section, it's not two sections, it's four sections. So, you know, I think the idea is to really fill that place up. So, you know, if you have any interest at all in getting season tickets, if you don't already do so, I I would recommend getting in that safe standing section and and jumping up and down uh, with ACB and, and their like. That would be fun. Good times. All right, so uh, so that's coming up. That will be a, a good one to go to. Um, I don't. I, I keep trying to think if I can get hall passes for this stuff, was, and I'm like, eh, nope. <laughs> I have family visiting, you know, after Thanksgiving. Nope. That's going to be a tough sell. Nope, not going to be able and, to do it. And uh, you might have a new family member by that time. Yeah, I don't. The and, uh, the future podcaster, as, <laughs> as Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, says, um, and that's tough. All right, uh, now let's go to the big news of the day. See how good that was? Thirty five minutes in. Well done. Just teased it right to the end. Uh, the big news of the day: the LA Galaxy MLS. Uh, option exercise deadline. So this is where you find out whether options on contracts were picked up 
or declined. Uh, I'm going to tell you a truth. This is a truth and a general assumption, and we're going to see how bad that assumption backfired on everybody <laughs> today, including myself. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Uh, we got this one wrong. But the assumption and the truth is most contracts in Major League Soccer are for two years. It's one year plus an option, and that's always a club option. Usually there are no such thing as player options in Major League Soccer, so you don't have to worry about them, but that means the club has the option of picking up that contract. Now, some of these have gone to two plus one, which is two years plus an option, and now we're starting to see three years plus an option. And if you're to, to believe that there are such thing as five-year contracts in Major League Soccer, which I had never heard of before in my entire life, but Jonathan Dos Santos seems to be on a five-year contract with the LA Galaxy. So um, that's sort of how we, we are assuming these things go, and this is why you have option declines and option exercised, okay? So that's what the big announcement was today, and we'll tell you what those were, and then we'll tell you one name that wasn't on either one of those lists, and then everybody <laughs> goes, wait a minute. Uh, what just happened. So, you got to be on one of the lists, right? Yeah, you, you should be. It should be on one of the lists. <laughs> you got to be on one or the other, and and uh, unfortunately, that's not how it goes. Uh, the option declines. Uh, Diego Polenta had his option declined. Fabio Alvarez had his option declined. Juninho, Joao Pedro. I'm sorry, Hammer. I Rest in peace, I forgot, I forgot for a little bit that, that Joao was even <laughs> on most, the team. most people did. And then he got his option declined yeah. today, and I was like, oh, Hammer's not going to be happy about I th- that. I think Juan would be upset if he got his option extended, so... Everyone, everyone's happy with this. One. <laughs> he, he wants to go. He, yeah. he wanted to go back to Portugal. He, he's that's, good where he's that's at. Uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce option declined. Servando Carrasco option declined. Matt Lampson option declined. And Hugo Ariano option declined. Um, we'll talk about and sort of analyze all of these. Now let's go to option exercise. They were only four who had their options ex- exercise, and I'm guessing that only one of these is a significant one, and we already know who that is. But Justin Baum Stieg. Um, had his option ex- uh, exercised. Rolf Felcher had his options exercised. Again, we'll evaluate all of these and I'll sort of tell you what I know about each of these. Uh, Emil Cuello, option exercised and Christian Pavone, which was the big one and we know the loan was extended and the option exercised on him. Yeah, that, not a surprise. Now we go to out of contract, which is always the interesting ones. We knew about all of these, I think. I don't think there were any surprises. There's just, we thought there was one more on this one. Um, out of contract, Roman Alessandrini. Out of contract, Daniel Steres. Out of contract, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and out of contract Bradford Jameson the fourth now the the big deal here was that we thought <clears throat> and we we were wrong um so there's two more notes that oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think our honorable mention is yep. Uriel Antuna had a loan that expired he, so he's yes, not returning he's not returning and then Chris Pontius retired and uh, he's now an agent so maybe we can get him to explain what's going on I, I don't think I haven't <laughs> thought about that by the way I've been like oh so let's talk to Chris and see what's going on um and how that goes but anyway uh so that's where we sort of sit so those those that's your roster um the roster as we know it right now and I'll go through it um and then we'll of course tell you about where all these exceptions were um and, and by the way I, I have to point out and I pointed out on the last one and I'm pointing it out again uh Christian Pavone listed as a forward Continues to be listed as a forward, which has to indicate a four-three-three. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> well, if he wasn't listed as a forward, and you saw, saw the lone forward that was listed there, give you a little cause for concern. It, it would. Again, it would. With no offense to Ethan Zubak. Yeah, that was. He's he's cool. We like him too. Um, Nothing personal. Here is who is currently on the LA Galaxy roster. Uh, these are players that are on the LA Galaxy roster through the 2020 season, uh, and we expect that there's going to be additions to this as well. So no need to freak out about all of this, but we're uh, we're sort of looking at them. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, designated player, uh, in for 2020 and beyond. Uh, Christian Pavone, uh, Jorgen Shelvik, we'll get to that. Uh, People Gonzalez, Joe Corona, Perry Kitchen, David Bingham, Sebastian Legette, Rolf Felcher, Julian Araujo, Emil Cuello, Justin Baumstieg, Didi Traore, uh, Efrain Alvarez, and Ethan Zubak. Now, one of them is that you know Efrain Alvarez still has a contract, and there's been lots of talk about him possibly departing and, and heading off to Europe, so we'll see if that dude stays as well. But for right now, the, the guys you see on this list are, are the ones that we're talking about. Okay. Here we go. Do we go one by one? How do we break this down? I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to, <laughs> there's so much stuff. Uh, let's go with the options decline because the first one is a good one. Okay. Uh, Diego Polenta defender for the LA galaxy option decline. We have been telling people since the exit interviews that it seemed that Dennis Tecloso was not a hundred percent sure that Diego Polenta would be back. And this sort of lends a little more credence to that. Now, 
Uh, before we go too far, you'll remember that Rolf Felcher had his option decline last year, Hammer. Uh, that meant that the LA Galaxy declined the option on his contract and then renegotiated his contract down uh, and then signed him, and as, as you see, signed him through this season. Yeah, that, that to me is what gives me a little bit of hope of this because, you know, your defender of the year, everyone's consensus defender of the year no. with absolutely <laughs> no doubt, no question about it. Um, so to see him walk away, I think would make me a little bit sad. I know he didn't have... Uh, you know, he was a little bit inconsistent at times, especially with the last taste that we had in our mouth. Um, you know, his performance was not stellar, but I think overall he, he was a solid addition to this team. So the one part that I'm okay with this is the the precedent that was set with Rolf Felcher. Maybe they looked at his salary, you know, set, shows him here at, um, you know, about $700,000, 700, $770,000. 70, yeah, seven seventy five. Yeah. So at that price tag, maybe you're not willing to bring him back. So if someone else wants to match that and he wants to walk for more money, great. But if you can bring him back at a lower price, I'm okay with that. Because, again, he's not someone you want to lose, but maybe he's not someone you want to spend, you know, $800,000 on. Yeah, I would say if you're trying to bring him back at the seven seventy five, I wouldn't. Um, I, I, I would say no and let him walk. Uh, it, it's one of those things that you have to sit there in Major League Soccer and sort of decide, okay, so is he going to be a TAM player, first of all? Are you going to pay him that much? Um, there are several players on this team that are already, I'm I'm, I'm guessing, um, one I'm not guessing on, but one I'm guessing, <laughs> one, uh, one other one I'm guessing you on. you talk to family members I, in the hallway? <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're just outside the studio. My method? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just harass family members at games. Um, hey, technically, I didn't harass. I'm, eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Um, but no, whenever you, uh, whenever you look at it, there are, there are a couple players that we know are asking to take some haircuts. Um, Ramon Alessandrini and Diego Polenta look like they're probably in that range. I have less of a feeling for Diego Polenta coming back to the LA Galaxy. I would put it under 50% right now than I would with Ramon Alessandrini, which I think will eventually get done, but that's only at like 60%. So I'm sort of, you know, 40, 60 on, yeah. on those two and whether or not they come back. Um, this just seems like it's a little more difficult to get polenta back and so the option decline was not surprising to me at all it's just a matter of whether or not the la galaxy think they're going to be able to to bring him back and who else is knocking at the door you uh, know you know we were there were some rumors last year that he was homesick to go back to uruguay so you know maybe there's there's a team back from his home country that he's willing to go back and you know if you're able to save that money and again we always talk about international slots and then how, how important domestic players maybe you can get someone at a cheaper price uh, that doesn't require an international slot. Who that person is, I don't know, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, you know, these are all things that need to be weighed when you, we take it into account. Well, we talked a whole bunch about Ramon Alessandrini on Monday, so we won't cover that. He's out of contract. The Galaxy seem are like you, they're trying to bring him back. Are you nervous about it, though? I'm a little bit nervous. What, whether or not they bring him back? Well, or, or, like, whether he comes back and then you're nervous? The Both. Because part of me is, you know, how much of a pay cut... You know, because, you know, I do listen to the show. If he's, you know, coming back at half the salary. Wait a minute. You listen to the show? <laughs> well, there's at least one of there's us. There's one of us. That's good. Uh, you know, Montreal, you know, had, went for an international slot. They have a French coach who's, you know, supposedly bringing in some, you know, high-level players. Didn't you say you were all over that impact team <laughs> if, if they get Roman Alessandrini with and, Thierry Henry? And, and Fabio Contral is another, you know, Portuguese player oh, that they're God. rumored to be going after. Um, but it, it, I'm a little bit nervous because I think he's an attractive asset to another team. So if you're Ramon Alessandrini, are you willing to give up half a million dollars to stay in L.A.? Is that is it worth it to you? So if it is, you know, good for him. But at the same time, I'm a little bit nervous. Montreal seems cold and they speak a lot of French. So I, I'm, <laughs> oh, I don't I, oh, oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't want he no, doesn't want that. Uh, he, I mean, not the cold go, part. You can go he, to the tanning bed. This dude is like <laughs> is like flex positive all the time out on the beach. He's like, look at look at these guns. You all know, right. so he's uh, he's he's good. I'm um, just saying, you know. The, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to feel good until he's signed that contract in a 2020 LA Galaxy player. I think that it's a big risk to bring him back at almost any amount because you don't know about the injuries, and so you risk overpaying. That's and fair. I think you're going. I think there's more well, chance that the Galaxy could overpay and it go wrong than if they lose him and he goes somewhere else. Well, I think that was part of the argument for Rolf Felcher as well, as he missed some time with injury in that prior season, so it was almost like a retro pay type of situation. So Roman, maybe he's you know takes us a, a, a shorter deal because. He knows he he got paid for not playing this season. Chat room says uh, this will soon be corner of the impact. <laughs> yeah, am, am I being traded? Uh, yeah, do I get tan? Yeah. Podcaster, no, no, we get no, we get money. You get nothing. <laughs> Podcaster allocation money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Pam. Yeah, I think that works. Okay, good. Just checking. 
let's see. Daniel Stairs is out of contract. They are negotiating with Daniel Stairs. I expect that to get done. I also expect that Daniel Stairs is asking for a whole bucket load of money. <laughs> Romney gone. Yeah. You know, the money that Shelvick is domestic getting. domestic defender. Domest- yeah. Come on. Get your money, Daniel. Get just you know all one point <laughs> five million dollars. Take all the Jorgen money and some other people's money. All right. If Diego comes back, take his money too. It, no, I mean that, that's a joke, but it, it's one of those things. This domestic defenders, and we talked about it, yeah. have been severely underpaid for so long that it's good that I think Daniel actually has them has some leverage in his favor. Yeah. So if Dan can get some more money, um, then I think he should try because at one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars, he was worth more than one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars last that's year. That's a steal. He, you're you're talking if you paid him four hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. I think that's what it wasn't Emma Boateng making something around that, you know, when when he was And he traded? can't shoot. Dan Steris <laughs> probably had more goals than Emma Boateng. Somebody check the stats. Yeah. I don't I don't have it. Did Chat that happen? Room. Did Get that happen? That. Did that that might happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so uh, those are your out of contracts. Roman Alessandrini, Diego Polenta, Dan Steras. Back to the option declines. Fabio Alvarez. They say that they declined his option. From my understanding, his option was an option to buy, and they didn't want to buy, and so therefore, adios. So Fabio Alvarez goes away, and we don't expect him back. Yeah, that was surprising given his Pavone connection and how much weight they put on, on bringing in Pavone. But at the same time, he, he, he didn't light the world on fire. It feels like he's replaceable. You know, if they're able to get another loan deal, uh, with a player of his caliber, it seems like you can get a comparable like for like, uh, or maybe a little bit better than Fabio. Uh, let's see. I love the chat room, by the way. Totally polarized on Dan Steris every single time. Get rid of him. He's the best defender we well, have. It's one of those that tells you that he's he's right there. He's, he's it's right, the three bears right in the middle. Right there. You know, maybe not the greatest, right, but he's not, your, <laughs> he's not your worst. He's just right, and we need him. Uh, Juninho. I, ex- I really don't. Th- I think Juninho retires. Yeah, I, I think thanks this, for the memory, this is it. Uh Joel Pedro is never coming back to the United States yeah, ever rest again. Rest in peace. Um, Tomas Hilliard. Arce is an interesting one only because he was highly touted coming out, but I yeah. really didn't see anything that tells me he should be staying around. It, it was a little bit surprising because, you know, they weren't going to pay a lot of money to keep him around, but at the same time, uh, he he wasn't able to crack the first team roster, and if, isn't that the whole point? You know, you're not signing players to get G two minutes. You're signing players to get on on the big boy roster. Yeah, and and again, uh, with Hilliard Arce making he made more a million? Mm-hmm. No, one hundred twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. That's what you said. Same thing. <laughs> Same a million thing. pennies. Yeah, what's that's the what conversion rate there? Uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce, Servander Carrasco. We've told you. Kevin has told you. I have told you. We, you know, there's a good chance that he could also say adios because he's gonna have to go play dad. Um, Thank you. Thank wow. you for saying that correctly. What? Not the other thing. Which was what? He's, he's not a Mr. Mom. He's a dad. He's a dad. That's what no. that's what a dad is. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> he's got to go take is. care of the house. Yeah. and he's got to do that while Alex brings in the money. Yeah, that's fine. Fine, works for me. <laughs> I, I, you know I'm what? In the if, dream. If, if my if wife wants me. to go do that, that sounds like a great idea. I can podcast all the time. Let's do that. Uh, we daily podcast. If my wife decides that she's going to be like the straight up, I'm going to work and you stay home and take care of the kid daily podcast uh, maybe not no Michaela don't do it she's not gonna do it nobody can handle that <laughs> nobody can handle that um okay so we have that uh let's see Matt Lampson not surprised I like Matt Lampson though I think it's one of those it's a good guy but when you look at Vom Stieg Vom Stieg is someone who's supposed to have potential and if you have a young keeper why not give that keeper the minutes in your open cup or in your injury but spot for seventy thousand dollars you can keep Matt Lampson or maybe his option was higher than that maybe yeah. that's one of those they renegotiate and they try to keep him I mean unfortunately for Lampson he sort of seems to travel around a lot so yeah. this probably isn't anything new and for him he'll probably land somewhere as as a backup but I think uh, if you're trying to develop talent for the future, if maybe Vom Stieg is your goalkeeper of the future, right? You know, give him the minutes now. He's not going to be the starter, but he can fill in in those spots and be the number two and work his way up. I think that's a natural progression for a younger player as opposed to bringing back, uh, you know, a, a more veteran presence like Lampson. Uh, we have an update. <laughs> oh wow! Yes. Am I here for yes. breaking news? You, no, well, I mean, you know. Anyway, I asked the I asked the chat room to check my goals: Steras versus Boateng. Steras had three. Boateng had one. Give him all the Boateng money. <laughs> there we go. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad we could help everybody. Done out and with done. That. Thank you. It's thank you. Leading score. We thank you, Adrian. Happen. Adrian's over there. Shout He's out got to me. Adrian. Woo, woo. All right. I'll never do that again. I apologize. Uh, let's see. So we did that. Matt Lampson, Hugo Ariano. Um, I, I get it. Same situation as Hilliard Arce, if you ask me. Wasn't able to crack the big boy lineup, and that's that's what we're but, doing here. That's but, the whole point. But can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Homegrown player. So he doesn't count against salary cap. Um, you have Zubak as a homegrown player. Bradford Jamison, who's out of contract. 
uh, and I don't see coming back, is also a homegrown player. Again, doesn't count against the salary cap. At a a certain point, these players have been with the club to where they've been evaluated and they've seen what they needed to see if they felt like there was a future, which, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this, you know, they saw something in Vomstig to extend the contract and keep him around. Tells you they saw the same thing or conversely with Hilliard Arce and Ariano and Jameson. Jameson's another one. I saw a lot of flashes of him when he played, but it just seems with the health concerns, with the concussion and the injuries, it just seemed like, you know, unfortunate for him that it just wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, wish him the best, hope he lands on his feet, but it just seems like they saw what they needed to see from these players and they were willing to part with them. Even if it is a homegrown contract, if it eventually wasn't going to lead anywhere, you know, it's don't waste anyone's time. Let them go figure it out elsewhere. Uh, chat room talking about the goalkeeper. What's that dude's name from uh, Uruguay that has the Kevin Dawson, the, Kev- the, the most Uruguayan name you've ever heard. Uh, it's it's it just. <laughs> I, and by the way, if you Google that, you off. You have to really be careful who you're getting because you get a bunch of of Kevin. A Dawson's. lot of Kevin Dawson. Yes, yes, Dawson's uh, Creek. Dawson. Yes, that's how it was. That's it. Yeah, that's a, that joke. Didn't even make sense. Well, I was going to start singing, you know, it feels like home to me, but yeah. we'll, we'll let that, that just, that just ages show. me that's, for the holiday that, show. You know, that's, that's an old reference now. <laughs> that's like really, there are, there are people who listen to our shows like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. What? Googled. It's not on Disney plus. So it's not on Disney plus. You won't be able to find it there. It's not there. Yeah. Once the CW comes out with their over the top app, we'll figure it out. Okay, good. Uh, I will go back <laughs> and watch all the, the Dawson's Creek, uh, um, stuff there. Joshua Jackson. I was, hey, saying, I was, Pacey. A, I was a Pacey guy. Yeah. Pacey. Yeah. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Who liked Dawson? No, nobody. He was a whiner. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we go on Justin Vom Stieg option exercise. We talked to Rolf Felcher. We already talked about Emil Cuello. Not surprised. I think that they see something in him. And yeah. He may be able to develop into something, but it's he's the same a, thing. They liked him. You could tell that they, they liked what they saw and they want to see more. Christian Pavon, we already talked about a whole bunch of things. He's um, pretty good. I think it's a good idea to bring him back. By the way, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's a good call. It's a you good know call. what? You know, it could have gone either way. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Uh, Christian Pavon's pretty good. Uh, we're going to bring him back. Uh, out of contract, Roman Alessandrini, we talked about. Daniel Stairs, we talked about. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is gone. Bradford Jameson, the fourth, I said, oh, I don't see him coming back. Yeah. So. And Zlatan's going to have fun at Spurs with Mourinho. So once Mourinho brings him in, super sub, it's going to be a lot of fun over there. All right. Now, <laughs> now we get to the man who screwed everything up today. All right. Uh, as it all comes out, the guy who remained on the LA Galaxy roster. Hit the who, horn. Who we... Is the, we need like the Jorgen. S- <laughs> we need, he needs his own sound effect. <laughs> uh, so Jorgen Shelvik uh, remains on the LA Galaxy roster. Here is what happened. Uh, as I told you at the beginning of the show, we do not get information on contract lengths. Uh, we do not get information on how much contracts really cost except for the MLSPA. Um, and if it wasn't for them, we'd have no idea how much these contracts cost or what it was. So um, <laughs> when you look at all that, what we saw was Jorgen Shelvik is on the roster. It means that he didn't have an option and the Galaxy picked it up. It means that they didn't have an option and they declined it. It means he wasn't out of contract. It means that Jorgen Shelvik, whenever he was signed by, you know, Siggy Schmidt and everybody else who was around for uh, that offseason in 2017-2018. Yeah, that transition um, year. That transition year that they brought him in on a three-year at least Contract. Jorgen Shelvik could be on a five-year contract. Is he on the twenty-year? He could legit be on the twenty-year legit contract, right? <laughs> I mean, and by the way, that was a joke. I don't want people to actually think legit has twenty years. We, do, we just know it's more than one. They're going to okay? pick that up in Norway. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know Sweden listens to it now. Norway is going to come after us. Um, so anyway, so Jorgen um, is on at least a three-year contract. Talking with the LA Galaxy, they confirmed that yes, he is still under contract. Um, again, we don't know how far that means. That doesn't mean it could be that he's under contract like Joao Pedro seemed to be under contract forever as well. Um, these are things that, um, that that are going to impact the LA Galaxy. Now, everybody freaks out, right? I was going to say, people were not happy about this move. And I think part of that is because it is very uncommon to see a three-year deal. And if you do see a three-year deal, you do see it with someone like Jonathan Dos Santos, who you know is a DP and is going to be here for the long haul. So you commit to that length. Uh, for a defender, it just seems like an odd pairing to offer that many years. Uh, so so people are not happy about it, I understand. But because everyone's not happy about it, you have to go the other direction, you know, because that's just how I am. He improved from 2018 oh, to 20. 20- <laughs> All right, I couldn't. No, I couldn't yeah, do I was it with a straight face. Don't, don't. I just didn't want to bash a guy who's going to be on our roster next season. That doesn't feel right. Here's the thing, um, 
and I don't have any inside information. This is just, I, I, again, we go back to what happened at the transfer deadline and, and stuff that I was able to report and that I know is true is that the LA Galaxy were in talks with Hammerby to loan Jorgen Shelvick to them or sell him to them. At some point, it was to get him off this roster. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets rekindled and Jorgen Shelvick um, is not with the team in 2020. In fact, I would say right now, um, I feel 90% confident that Jorgen Shelvik is not on the actual roster for the LA Galaxy in terms of 2020, and they loan him out, and that should move a significant portion of his salary off of the books. Would they be as disrespectful to him as they were to Joao and loan him down to G2? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, mean, was, I, I mean, they could. kind of a dirty they, move. I, but, I don't think you yeah. can do that. Yeah. See, Joao was making no money. Yeah. Um, it was the, it was the transfer it was the transfer fee, fee that had sort yeah. of skewed that, and so whenever you looked at, it, I think Joao was only making like one hundred twenty five or you know two hundred twenty five thousand yeah. dollars, so it wasn't a lot. But Jorgen is making a million dollars. You can't take a million dollar player and put him down on USL. It was like <laughs> clear the clear the clear the the sheets. Yeah, right? it was like it was like everybody was saying, oh, we'll loan Geo down to G two. They won't allow it. I mean, it's yeah, a great I idea. I said that with my tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um. So. It, it's not going to be one of those things that you're going to see. Jorgen is not going to get loaned down to LA Galaxy 2. He's going to get loaned out somewhere else um, that allows... Or not. Or not. Or he's going to stay. No, I don't think he's going to stay. Don't <laughs> People are having a heart but, attack today. But that's what I'm saying. You know, what are we going to do? Are we going to move him? What could happen? It's like, he's on the 2020 roster. So... I'm preparing myself for him to be on the 2020 roster. That's a, that's a sad, how much do you drink a day if you were preparing <laughs> for that? Because I don't know. I'm not, again, you, we said the R word, the rebuild. I, it feels like this team, you know, without a 30 goal scorer, you know, with 15 players as constructed, I don't feel as high on this team in 2020 as maybe I, I, you, you would have asked me last season, you know, what does the future look like? Oh, it's bright, man. Yeah, it's we're not going to, you know, we're not going to rebuild. We're going to keep some of these core players and move forward. But then you, when you see the players that have left, you think, man, when you look at our roster, we need, there are a lot of holes still to fill. So right now I am not feeling great uh, about the 2020 season. But again, there's a lot of moves to be made and a lot of time before that first, that opening match. So I, I, you know, I have the potential to feel a lot better later, but right now uh, a little bit grim. Uh, 15 players uh, currently on the LA Galaxy roster. If the LA Galaxy were to re-sign Roman Alessandrini and bring back Diego Polenta, that would mean that their total number of international slots, which is at eight right now because it resets every year, at eight would be used. I just want to point that yeah. out. So if they bring back Roman and they bring back Diego Polenta, neither of those guys has a green card, although Roman Alessandrini could really do himself some favors if he gets a green card because that means that he could probably... I, if you're asking you're, a lot. Take a pay cut and, and, get, a and get a green card. And get a green card. Um, you know, it's uh, some of the stuff, but there's a lot of shopping to do for the LA Galaxy. Um, whenever you look at all these, so 15 roster spots currently filled. Um, we're expecting some more of those to be filled with Daniel Starris coming back. I think that one feels like a lock. It's just a matter of when they get that one done. Um, and so that's, you know, 60. So you have 14 spots yeah. to fill up. There's 30 tops and, out at and 30. And the one thing I will say, and I said this one's lots on left, um, a lot of these players, you know, last season, you know, DTK came in and GBS came in. And you said, well, these aren't their players. It's not going to fit their system. Well, now everyone that comes in is going to be their, their players. So if if you believe that there were people who didn't fit the system, the people they bring in now need to fit the system. So we're really going to see, uh, you know, if you had questions about the coaching ability of Scalotto, you know, you're going to see what can he do with the players that he chooses. And then now you're going to get to see, is it a coaching thing or is it a personnel thing? A you can't, you, you can't blame the personnel in, pat, that, pat in 2020 and beyond in that four, three, three, that definitely is happening with Pavone <laughs> the listed as a forward. Um, maybe they just did it. Like you said, because, um, there's, there's no, yeah, there the, are no forwards. The, the, the list would be pretty empty. Oh man. There's a lot of stuff to, to go on there, but I mean, here's the thing with Jorgen. And again, it, it, it will flip it sort of back to the beginning. Talk to me about price. If you could get Jorgen Schelbeck for $250,000, bring, bring yeah, him back. I'm good That's with great. that. great. But you, you're paying a million dollars, and that means... And it's going to bump up. Because, again, with these contracts, they, they usually they inflate, increase. They in, increase every year. So I would expect we're paying more than that this season. Yeah. Or um, at least on the books for that. This uh, Listen, the LA Galaxy still get to... Here's the, here's the good news in all this, is that whenever you look at the targeted allocation money that's being used, um, you know, TAM for Shelvick, TAM for Gonzalez, TAM for Corona, TAM for Perry Kitchen, TAM for Legette. Those are the ones I have right now. Eventually, um, you're not going to be able to TAM... Yeah, it, right? yeah, it, I mean, it, it runs out. Goes up. Yeah, it runs out eventually. But I don't see anything in there that like super huge breaks breaks the bank. So I figured there's one or two players, and especially I'm I'm still of the opinion that Shelvick isn't on the 2020 roster, and therefore you could take his money and use that million dollars. That million dollars can get you two other TAM players. I was or, say if, if someone's willing to pay that loan fee, <clears throat> yeah, that'll be interesting. I I think Hammerby is one of those options there, and they, it's AEG. I was owned. just gonna say AEG owned Hammerby. 
Uh, the, the other Some thing is funny pe- money people are saying, there. oh, buy out Jorgen. And it's like, you could spend a million dollars and buy him out if his contract is only this year, which we don't yeah. know. <laughs> Can I tell you how but frustrating I think, this is? I think when they bought out Geo, obviously there was a DP situation. Uh, and, you know, whether you like to believe it or not, there were some other issues going on where it feel like he needed to go. With Jorgen, it seems like he's not worth buying out. You either keep him and bear with it and plug him on the field and make it happen, or you find a way alone him. He doesn't seem like the type of player that's that's worth buying out. He, like he's he's not causing trouble in the locker room. He's not right. creating issues. You know, you know he's a, a serviceable MLS defender. Shall- and, and for that, you're not going to offload. He's him for a no highly reason. touted Norwegian <laughs> defender, so he should go back to Norway where they're uh, where again, they're highly touted. Like I said, he improved from 2018 to 2019. He was a better Shelvik in 2019 than 2018. Can't prove me wrong there. It, it is never. I, I like I like him. I mean, personally, dealing with him, I like him. He's a good guy. Again, none of this is personal. He tries. I really do believe he tries. It's not like he's not trying. Um, I'm I'm as high on him. I think I'm probably higher on him than, than most, most people. Yeah. Um, it's just the price tag always brings it down. And that's why I'm um, saying it's not worth you know. I- I'm expecting to have him because it's not worth buying him out. And, stop expecting yeah. that. Don't don't no don't expect <laughs> bad things to happen. I need to expect go the other good direction. things to happen. Don't you know how this works? The reverse I, jinx. P- positive thoughts only. We need that positive <laughs> box going for not I'm today. A, I'm no. grumpy. I'm, the, oh, I'm wow. the Grinch today. Everybody's asking where your game preview is. It's like, yeah, come on, get with it. For what game? I don't know. There's a Miami game coming. Can't you do something? Why are you even here? Uh, USC, UCLA? Is that what they want? <laughs> is that going on? I'll do is that, that happening? In, in, in my bunker. That sounds good. I'll, I'll for sure publish that or something. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's where the LA Galaxy stand right now. Um, I, 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 yeah, if you're looking for hard news on Shelvick, eh, there's nothing right now. Um, the fact is that he's coming back in 2020. Um, and he and, said it. He's and, coming back in 2020. And and I think he's going to go on loan. I think that <laughs> happens. Um, I think that the Galaxy will get that million dollars. Um, a million dollars is not that much in other leagues. So you can't just That's say. That's what I'm saying. You know, Chinese Super League or even the Norwegian League. Chinese Chinese yeah. Super League. Oh, he could definitely <laughs> play in Except China. Those checks will probably bounce. But yeah, but still. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so anyway, but th- that means, that you, okay, so even if the LA Galaxy do get rid of Jordan Shelvick, you now you have to go find a left back. You don't have one. Didi Traore is the only one that you can sort of play there um, right now. So, I mean, or you can move Polenta out there, I guess, but Polenta's not even on your roster right now. Um, the defense is in shambles, has been in shambles, and so far, as somebody said, great, so the defense will be the same except less deep <laughs> because Dave Romney won't be back there. And it's like, well, I mean, if everybody came back, that's that's where it's at. Um, yeah, hey, you still have Rolf. I thought another divisive figure. I again for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, no problem. Have no problem with Rolf being on this roster. And I think Araujo has shown himself to be, you know, worthy. So it was more like a what was it, ninety-five-five? Would you say the split or ninety-ten? You know, if they could kind of work that towards more of a 70-30-60-40, get Araujo acclimated so he becomes the starting right back maybe in twenty twenty-one. I think that's that should be the plan if if you're building for the future. Uh, two hundred and forty-two thousand dollars for Rolf Felcher. I just want to get my numbers right. I, I again, just... if you had Jorgen for two forty-two, would you take it? Yep, I think you do. Yep. Will he agree to just tear up his million dollar contract <laughs> and take two hundred forty-two for the a, next ten years? He's such a nice guy he's, for the next ten years. Yeah, no thanks. No, I don't. I don't think that's happening either. Um, so, <laughs> I just, I just want to be on the phone call where like Dennis is trying to sell Jorgen to Hammerby, <laughs> and he's like, "Listen, listen, he's amazing. You're gonna love him. Great locker room guy." I was gonna say he had a goal this season. Just send him the clip of the goal. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> by the way, if you go to Jorgen Shelvick and you go to his numbers because I did this, and you look on the MLS website. So if you go, by the way, the shortcut is MLSsoccer.com players forward slash and then the player's first name dash last name gets you to the player page that's how yeah, you go quickly way too much that's not quick so if you go to Jorgen Shelvick and his players page on mlssoccer.com it tells you his stats and it gives you the game logs so that way you can see it but then there's related videos and if you look at Jorgen it has the goal on there which is great yeah. and you're like oh that's awesome and then all the other ones are like own goal uh, oh, no. you know <laughs> David Bingham to get clearance gets stocked by uh, yeah, by that Jorgen should, that shouldn't be up front they should hide that they should they, they should. should scrub the site they should they should put it <laughs> <laughs> they should sort of do that in a different, but like it's all bad things whenever yeah. you go look at it. It's like, oh man, that's, but that's a defender, it's, right? They don't have like tough. watch Dave Romney's defensive well, action Again, here. that's my favorite thing in the world is when they sign a defender and the first clip in the highlight is, is a goal. goal. Yep. It's like, yeah, this is not what we're going to get from, from whoever they signed. I remember Jorgen's clips. It was, it was exciting. Good times. <laughs> it was back in, back in the good days of 2017. Yeah. Good times. 
Is that right. it? Anything else? Any no, rumors out there? Is Cavani coming? Suarez coming? You had the Kevin Dawson one from uh, from Uruguay, and I can't get I can't see them spending just, an international yeah. slot or uh, exactly. or any sort of sum of money on trying to sign somebody like that. The fact so. that they uh, exercise Von Stieg uh, and Bingham is not gone. gone. He's, you know, he's it, it doesn't make sense. I I don't think you should. Shot. I, it's one of those. Uh, I loved Jaime Pinedo. I thought he was great. I think he's way overrated by fans. But um, at the same time, he took an international slot. But Bruce was really good at having domestic talent on the roster. So the, ro- the international well, slot didn't hurt. A former U.S. national team coach, you'll, you'll, you'll get a little bit of that pull when you do that. Yep. All right. And uh, we're just, let's see, we'll go to um, the final thing. Uh, Hammer, all right, go ahead and give us your game preview. This Saturday, the LA Galaxy will not be playing because it is the off season. Thank you. We will be looking. Okay, okay I was going to keep going. No, nobody. You needs wanted to, hear to that. cut me off. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to continue. <laughs> I just. I just wanted to make sure that you were on your toes and, and ready to go. I'm All always right. ready. Uh, schedule next week. Don't know if there'll be a show on Monday. Not expecting one, quite honestly. Thanksgiving is Thursday, so probably no shows next week, which is just fine. Um, again, if I disappear, you know where I've gone. Uh, we're we're in baby wo- baby mode and uh, and baby watch everywhere. And so far, I haven't gotten any text messages from my wife saying it's time to go. I was going to say I had a little bit of money put on you know live show. Live show, I'm out. We got to end it. Hit I, the horn. I asked my wife. You suggested that we do a live stream of the birth. <laughs> no, I did um, not suggest yeah, that. Yeah, that I definitely did. did not suggest you, you that. Like I said it'd be cool stream. if you got a text. Then we had to stop the show. No, that's no. Not, I that's did not, not say you, live. Like live stream the birth, and I was I asked my wife, and she said no. So okay. I was well, kind of surprised. You know, good to be for her. With you. I'll yeah. go to the room. You know. After the baby's come, born, coming with your your, yeah. your camera, <laughs> My little your video. microphone, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> and so we'll Instagram live. That's right. That's how we'll do it. All right. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've had about enough fun for today. Uh, Eric, you want to tell people where they can find you, and then we will get on out of here. All right. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You could also still occasionally listen to me on the Guys in Shorts podcast. You can find them at Guys in Shorts Pod on all platforms. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram with a professional foul, which is at Galaxy Pro Foul. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J G U E S M A N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. All of our articles, all of our uh, podcasts, all of our analysis, all that's right there. Go find the off-season tracker, bookmark it, come back to it. It's updated almost every day uh, whenever there's stuff in there. So there's rumors on there, but there's transactions, there's signings, there's all sorts of things that are there that you're going to want to keep up on in this off-season. And as far as I know, it's the only place I know of where it's all in one place. Uh, so it makes it easy to do. So head on over there, off-season tracker. All right, I think that about does it. If I don't see everybody, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Hammer. Um, Likewise. Thank you. Um, And so uh, everybody have a good, safe Thanksgiving, and we will see you whenever we come back on the other side. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese hammer veer, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.